Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Patrols, and we are super excited today. Um, you know, a guy that I've been following on social media for a really long time, an MMA fighter, professional boxer, and I just think he's the man. You know, this guy trains hard. Everything that I see on Instagram, he's just like constantly going. His social media is popping all the time, and I respect that because I know how hard it is to balance the social media game on top of the training, on top of life, on top of everything. It is like a full-time job, so I much respect there, but his training videos are awesome. The guy puts a ton of work in you know i i think he's going to be making it big pretty soon if you don't know his name you're going to know it after today so without further ado ladies and gentlemen mike bolger what's going on brother thank you for having me yeah man thanks for coming on and, and i meant what i said like huge fan um you know i ran into you and i don't know if you remember this or not but i ran into you at razos and i remember specifically because it was uh we had our cornhole fundraiser tournament that same day and then after we were done we kind of moved, a bunch of people moved over and went to razos which is a restaurant in mefford and i saw you and i said i know you i, I just give me a second to think and we don't know each other and then yeah. i was like you're on instagram mike bulge right and like we talked for a few minutes but i you know i was telling you how big of a fan i was then so uh, it's finally great to have you on you had like a hat or a shirt on. And at first you were like, Hey, I know you. And I was like, Oh boy. All right. <laughs> and uh, mutual friends. And then it was all good, but I recognized the, the beyond gear. So yeah, that was funny. I remember that Roz. I was, yeah, it was, that was fun. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, so we've been, we've been pumped and you and I have kind of been chatting and we definitely, you know, conversate on social media. So it's great to, to finally get you on here. So, one big thing I know I kind of reached out to you as as beyond podcast and you know we we are backing you totally we are big bike bulger fans and you know we consider you our fighter man we consider you our guy we want to pump you as much as we can yeah and I think we got a real good one so I'm pumped but you have a huge event coming up in the Shriners Auditorium in Wilmington on Friday October 21st we're actually going to come into the way the way in the day before and check it all out but I want to give you a chance to pump the event a little bit what it is what you're going to be doing because like I said you're you're a tough dude man and, and we're excited so pretty much it's uh, October 21st like you said at the um Shriners Auditorium in Wilmington yeah Combat FC so it was uh it's been around the block for a long time. They stopped doing shows years back. They had guys like John Jones on there. They had Joe Lozon, Calvin Cater, just just I mean, you know, the who's who pretty much, you know, John Jones, everyone knows John Jones is. Right. They had him on the show. And then I believe the uh the guy, uh the owner, uh Joe Calf, Joe Calv, which is his name, took some time off and then he came back right, he was trying to come back when the pandemic was happening. And then obviously that happened. And then he, you know, put together the show, changed the name to Combat FC. And I mean, listen, I've been on a few shows from, you know, the, from amateur fights, the pro fights. He put on a, uh, it was real good, real professional, real smooth. The fighters, in my opinion, you know, we felt like, you know, we were getting treated the way we should, you know what I mean? Uh, he just, the whole thing was, it was so professional and he has the fight pass deal with Dana White and, um, the whole thing is unbelievable. I, the the arena set up, it, it's just, a, it was probably the best show I've been a part of so far as a pro in, uh, in that sense. Like the organization, they're on their game. There's no knickknacks. It's just, it's smooth sailing the whole way through. So I can't say enough good things about those guys over at Combat FC. So shout out Combat FC. Um, yeah, so this is my second fight for them. I fought um, June 17th this year. And... That one, you know, as planned, I got a first round knockout. Yeah, I, I got it right here. Do first round knockout a minute and five into the fight. Is that is that accurate? 
Yeah, man. So I, I was, I was, you know, I was pretty impressed that I did a little bit of homework on you. We could totally jump into that. Um, but you know, you mentioned you kind of, you, you're fighting here and you know, you have your opponent coming up and we can talk a little bit about him as well, but as a fighter as amateur, and this is the homework that I did on you. We talked about this, uh, amateur MMA, you were two and oh, you fought it. I noticed you fought at 170 the first time around, you fought at 150 55 the second time around and unanimous decision. So you went to full gate, you went to full rounds, yep. um, which was great. And then yeah, I know you amateur box as well, but professionally you're two and oh as well. You fought at 157, 155 two first round knockouts the first one was a minute 55 in the next one was under a minute 59 seconds and then obviously what we just talked about here so you know you're well-rounded in the in the boxing game as well as obviously taking that over to to mixed martial arts as well um is there is there a line there of like those last three fights in boxing and mma you're winning fights within like two minutes a minute um are you are you consider yourself more of like a powerful type fighter or do you, you see uh, yourself like more balanced I think I'm balanced. It, it all comes down to, you know, also opportunity, right? Sometimes it could happen. And I've seen guys get, you know, first 15 seconds, they get it right, hit a punch, it's over. I, I, uh, I think I found I've come into my own because when I was an amateur, I was trying to like, I was so afraid. And I think a lot of fighters think it, but they don't say it. I was so afraid to lose that I just wanted to just to just to win on points, right? I was just so afraid to lose because you have your friends there, you have your family there, you have people hyping you up, and you're just like, and I'm this young guy, I'm like, I don't want to lose, you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like playing the you know tag game. But as I got older, I kind of developed my own style, and I just I'm more just like I'm letting it go. I'm not worried about losing, I'm not worried about winning, I'm just letting it go. And I mean, clearly it's working out letting it go, but um, you know, just and just come into it. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm strong guy you know what i mean but it's timing speed accuracy uh all of it just, just again letting it go and not being afraid to lose like that's kind of a huge thing you'll see these guys like who go out there because i was one of them and they just don't want to lose right they don't care about winning by knockout or anything or any of that they just don't want to lose so they fight almost yeah do you find yourself defensive do you find yeah, in that sense you're like kind of yeah. stepping back and not being on the attack and now I just try to like, you know, I just try to get in a zone and and let it come. If it comes in the first round, I mean, that's that's awesome. You don't get paid overtime in, in our business. But if it goes the whole thing, then that's part of the game too. You know, I don't, a great fighter, Roy Jones Jr. said it. He goes, I never, never look for a knockout. I just let it go and it, and it happens. If you're looking for something too much, you know, you're too slow, you're, you're thinking too much. Got to go out there and let it go and just be yourself in whatever way that may be. And then that's when success comes for anyone, fighters, whatever sport you're playing. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, because I think it's true. Like you said, like we cover a lot of football, use football as an instant, you know, you walk in the cover, some teams and the quarterback is just letting it go, not afraid, you know, stayed in the pocket. So I get it. You know, I get it from that translation standpoint of, you know, sometimes the best plays or the biggest things that you're going to do are kind of just taking the moment when it's there and going for it, as opposed to just waiting for it, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, again, I agree. Like you watch guys, Again, let's say with football, you watch a quarterback, whether it's Brady, the GOAT, or any of these guys, when they're in their flow state, it looks like almost they're just ahead of everyone. Like they're just one step ahead. But all they're just they're just playing their game. They're not overthinking, they're not overanalyzing, they're just doing their thing. And it's truly remarkable to watch in any aspect. Like I even just 
subtract fighting, watching guys in football, basketball, when they get in their zone, it's, 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 it's like remarkable. You might as well just get out of the way. Yeah. And it's interesting, man. And I guess a follow-up I have to that, or just like an add on that I'm just curious as like, as a fan is like cutting weight. Like you, you drink a lot of water. I'm sure it's probably the only thing you freaking drink once you find out your fight to like when you weigh and happen. So, but I noticed that your first fight uh, as an amateur MMA fight, you fought at 170 and then in boxing and, and, you know, mixed martial arts, you've been fighting more like 155 or consistently around there. Um, what like choice wise, like what, what made you say, you know what, 155 is my weight or do you consider yourself like, Hey, I could move up to 170 depending on how the living weight, I guess you have. Yeah. So the, the, what happened with that first, my first MMA fight, which was in Las Vegas, but tough enough, it was on a week notice. might've been in less than a week notice. I got a text from my coach at the time. And he was like, you know, you want, you want to fight this kid? And he's, he was one to know at the time. Um, and I was like, when, you know, he's like in a week. And I'm like, I don't think I'm making 55 in a week, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, it's at 175. It was at 175. The scheduled weight was, I'm like, damn, 175. So now I'm like, how big is this kid? Is he, you know, is he huge? Turned right. out he just didn't want to cut weight. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I said, yeah, whatever. Weight 175, beat him. And then I, um, I moved back home. And then I boxed in between that. I had an amateur fight or two amateur fights, whatever it was in boxing. And I boxed at like 70 or like 68 or whatever in that, in that category. Then I fought um, the MMA again at 55. And I was at one point thinking about going down because the kid I fought uh, was a big, tall kid. He fights a welterweight now. Um, and I'm like, damn, I'm kind of short for this weight class. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I don't realize how like I'm kind of a you know thicker guy. So then I started as I developed more as like in getting, you know, intelligent and you know, getting certified in nutrition and getting certified in weight cutting. I was like, oh, I'm a 55er, you know, I weighed 154 in my last fight. I weighed under 155. Um and uh so weight cutting's a funny thing. Like I always tell people who who like ask, like, how would you describe weight cutting? I'm like, weight cutting is all water and it's a very small period of time weight losing weight is is diet and nutrition and exercise it's a major difference weight cutting and weight and losing weight is not the same losing water weight is not the same as as losing your actually body weight throughout time in a process in a system in food it's not what um so what do you weigh like not fighting like what do you what do you typically weigh um Cause you are a pretty big guy. I mean, I saw you in person, dude, like you are like a muscular dude, right? So yeah. what's your, what's your weight typically at or, or around or around? Um, I, there's two different versions, like happy weight. You know what I mean? But I always say like the week after my fights, you know, I'm eating whatever. I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll probably, I can get up to like one eight. If I don't care, I'll get up to one eighty five, Right. But once I get over that, that phase and I'm like, all right, this, I gotta get back to the grind. I usually walk around from like 75 to max 80. Um, so you're still cutting like 20, 25 pounds to yeah, fight at 155. No, yes. Cutting weight. Again, remember I, cutting weight and diet. It's not the same cutting. Yeah. Weight, I, yeah. Um, I mean, I know guys in my weight class who walk around, you know, 195, 200 pounds. There's some big boys out there. Yeah. Mind you, I'm not, like you said, I, 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 you know, appreciate the comment. I am a decent sized guy and pretty muscular, but it's all water, you know, through, through, dieting and all that you lose the weight 
um, progressively, slowly but surely. And then the fight week is all just, it's just, it sounds funny and it's like dumb to say, it's all water. Like your body as, as, as humans, we can lose up to 20 pounds of water in a day, in a, in a, in a period of time. I wouldn't go suggesting that to anyone to go cut 20 pounds of water. So don't take right. it. But the human body is able to do it. Um, so cutting, you know, eight, 10, 12 pounds of water in an hour isn't really that hard. It's not fun. Like, it's yeah. not like I can't wait to go do this on, you know, Friday. So way, way, and you're miserable. Yeah, it's just like you're just so thirsty, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's the weirdest explain. Like the way I would describe it someone's like, okay, try to have as little amount of sodium as you can for like two days, right? Eat nothing but like boring food, depending on what your weight is, and then Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay, perfect. I lost you for a second. I just no, want to I'm make good. sure. Dude, yeah, it I, happens I, all the time, man. Technology is is wild. Listen, I've had episodes that like, I had one guy, we did it, and it was like cutting out a lot. And afterwards, like listening to it, I had to like call him like, I don't know if you were in a tough spot or what, but like, we might have to cut this. It ended up being one of my favorite podcasts because we, when you listen to the conversation the second time around, like a lot of it was different. You know, a lot of it was different. And we we're like, oh, this was great. But I, we caught pretty much everything that you said there. I just wanted to make sure I didn't lose Good. you. Yeah, like I said, uh, my last wake up was the, for this uh, last fight was the best I've ever, ever had. I cut weight the night before. Yeah. I had to do one round, which I mean, detail a little bit, all that stuff. I had to do one round and went to bed, woke up, and then I floated and I, I and I came in a pound under you can come in so they give you a weight class right so say if you had to weigh 155 yeah you're a plus pound so you weigh 156 i came in at 154 so i came in a pound under or two pounds whatever way you want to look at it so i felt fine obviously again yeah just thirsty hungry want to you know eat and drink but um i've had some i've seen some bad cuts i've seen some real bad ones that go and it's it's pretty ugly to see yeah but i've seen them um, I've only, I only had one bad cut out of all of them. And I, I, I'm really on my game with that. I take it really serious. So it's all discipline. You know what I mean? That's it's like anything. And you're certified in it. You, you mentioned, is that, is that typical? Like most fighters certified in that? Like, that so I know of, no. You'd be okay. Surprised. So do you count on yourself as, or do you have somebody else who also works with you? Or are you kind of, I'm in charge and control of, of my um, weight cut? Yeah. I, I take, uh, like I take responsibility for it. I am certified. I don't know many other, uh, fighters who are weight cut and nutrition certified i know yeah like, yeah i, I thought it, it did it like i was like wow that's really impressive but i didn't know because i don't know the fight game as well like if that was normal so that's that's even more impressive that truly is the way um, i look at it is like it's like one like on a say a business aspect like a company like uh i have more tools now i can you know raise my prices or whatever mm-hmm. but also everything i do is kind of revolve around the fight game so like i got that to make my life easier to cut weight for fights i have degree, you know what i mean like strength and conditioning is for me to get better at fighting it kind of all rolls around the same thing but no a lot of fighters still have no idea how to cut weight yeah. they just do the grilled chicken um spinach for 
a week and a half, two weeks, and they hate their lives and they're miserable. And <laughs> and not, you can do there's a lot more ways to go about doing it. But at the end of the day, we're gonna you know, lose more calories than you put in. At the end of the day, it's that simple. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. It's, as I said, I think that's impressive. And it's like, you know, it's like taking care of a car. If you take care of a car, right, you're going to have it a lot longer if you're constantly, you know, putting damage on it and going back and forth. So having that is, it's a huge plus. I mean, I think it's a huge oh, yeah. plus. Um, so obviously we talked about, you know, you're fighting and, and you being in boxing and obviously that's one form of fighting and mixed martial arts is many different forms of fighting coaches. Uh, you know, it seems like you kind of have a lot of, you and I have kind of talked on the phone, you, you know, you have your boxing coach, wrestling coach, and those were maybe just a few that you kind of had mentioned. I mean, talk about like the different type of people that work with you or the different types of style of fighting that, you know, you kind of consistently train in the mixed martial arts world. So I'm kind of lucky. My, my cousin who's like, he's like a brother, but he's my cousin. And uh, we spent a lot of time together. And luckily, he's my jiu-jitsu coach, uh, Bobby McCarron. His Instagram's uh, Bobby, Bobby Dub Barber, something like that. Yeah, Bobby cut my hair before. Uh, true story. Uh, uh, a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> um, he's my jiu-jitsu coach. And uh, so I'm with him all the time and, you know, grappling, whatever. And he oversees a lot of the ground stuff. And we go to uh, Fuji and Woburn. And we wrestle with uh, AJ Pedro, who's you know Division One wrestler. Uh, Jimmy Pedro's son, legendary Jimmy Pedro, trained you know Olympians in judo. So we're getting all that. And then I got Tom Egan, who um, is my wrestling coach, MMA kind of coach. He kind of blends it all together. But um, Tom Egan is he fought in the UFC a long time ago. He's from Ireland originally. Uh, he's you know friends with was friends is friends with Conor McGregor. So I have him, who's a good mind of the game. He's been doing it a long time, and uh, he's a very smart guy. And then I got my boxing coach, Sean Farley. And, um, you know, I kind of I just took, like, a, I don't know how to, a selfish road, I guess. So I have my coaches, and I, and I stick with my coaches. And, you know, I get sparring when I need to with the guys I have, and I go to different gyms for that, which I'm super grateful they, that I'm allowed to do that. And um, it's, a, it's a good nucleus. But – I have my cousin for that. I have, you know, Tom for that. My boxing coach, who is uh, uh, just a wizard in, in, in that art. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool to even listen to him talk about it. He's just a, such a specialist. And uh, so I have a great team around me. And, and, I, and I only just feel like the more I grow, it's just, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be real good. It's going to be a good future. So. Well, it's interesting, you know, because again, our world's football, we cover a lot of different sports, my backgrounds that, but it's like having like a, a program or having an organization in which like you have a system that you build, you have people within your system that you trust and they understand what, you know, what you might expect, what you want, what they think of you as a fighter. They see many different ways of your growth and so on and understand how to push you and when not to push you or whatever it is. So it's totally understandable to have people around you that trust you. And like we said earlier, you being in control of your weight cutting and obviously that's a mentality as well i'm sure that's not just a physical thing that's a mentality as well so it seems like you have that core nucleus of you know both from the physical aspect of the game but also the mental aspect of the game that you have yourself and other people around you that you really trust a lot um yeah and it also adds up but like give an example like there's no not because i do it even just take me out of the, the picture mixed martial arts is hands down the hardest sport in the world. And I'm not knocking football or soccer or baseball. I'm not knocking it. It's right. hard sports too. 
and people, you know, I mean, I, I understand that you're a football based, but I, I'm, when I say that, it's like you have football practice. You can do two a days football practice. In the martial arts, you've got guys who have to go to five different, they have to go to, they wake up in the morning and they go wrestle. Then they got to go do kickboxing or boxing or jujitsu. Then they got to go back over there. Then they got to get strength and conditioning. Then they got to, so it's like, yeah, it's a different world. It's a, yeah. it's a different beast. And I'm saying that as a, even in the boxing game. Boxing, in my opinion, is the loneliest sport in the world. It's a very one-on-one sport. You do a lot of things alone, but as a as a whole, mixed martial arts, it just can't it just can't be matched. It's it's such a hard sport, and that's why it's so. And that's why I think it's so capturing because there's so many ways to win, to lose. There's ups and downs. There's so many. It's 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 so fascinating, but it's so physically demanding. Which to come back to your question, with all the different coaches. Um, that can get tough, you know, like, okay, I got to be here on Monday morning and then I got to be here Monday evening and then I got work or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it all, it all works out. It's all good. You know, it, um, it's just part of the ride. It's just like anything else. No, it's great. I, I think it's, it's, and I agree with you. I can't imagine how tough it is. It's just even thinking about it, it makes me tired. So I I'm totally sorry, get what you're coming that sentence. Never mind freaking doing it. <laughs> Um, talk a little bit about Mike Bolger outside the fighting game a little bit. I mean, who you are as a person, where you're from, uh, you know, some of your maybe favorite, you know, hobbies outside of fighting that, uh, explains who you are a little bit more to our audience. Well, you know, I'm from, uh, Method, originally Method, Massachusetts, but I, uh, moved a lot. So I bounced around. I, I mean, I probably moved 20 something times in my life, 28. I lived in Las Vegas for a little portion of my, uh, my childhood like eight to 12 and I'd go back to visit and all that but I bounced around a lot originally from Meppin finally touched back home there when I was like a teenager like 14 lived there pretty much throughout now uh so yeah moved around a lot but outside of the fight game um I like to have fun right yeah. I guess like anyone would like to have fun um number one passion I love to eat food <laughs> I love to eat food the day you saw me, I just came from eating uh, at sushi. I think it was a Chinese food place. I love sushi. Um, my hobbies, I love basketball. I play basketball, you know, big portion of my life growing up. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just like to have fun. I don't like to sit around. I'm not a big sitting around kind of guy. Like, you know, I, I always tip my hat to, to these uh, to, the, to the sports fans who sit there all day and watch, like, college football. And then I just – I couldn't do it. I have to, to do something. Yeah. Whether it's go out and watch the game, then move somewhere else. I like to be, uh, I like to move around. I can't sit still. And I'm sure yeah. people are laughing at that because, yeah, I just like to move. Yeah, it's funny, man. I know we obviously have a, a mutual friend in Danny Kelly who's been on this show a few different times. We've covered his football team, and I, I, he lives life. I tell him that. I'm like, you he live does. life, man. I live vicariously through his social media sometimes. And um, I have to say, I've seen you guys together before. I think you guys were down in Nashville together, and it seemed like you were having a good time down there. I, I think it was Nashville. I think it was Nashville. Well, we've been to – we've traveled to – we went to – we've been to Florida – We've been to Nashville. He traveled. I mean, I remember I was fighting in June, not June. I'm sorry. I was fighting in January and he went to, um, he went somewhere and he had to like FaceTime my fight or whatever it was, but he was, tra he travels a lot. Yeah. Danny likes the cruises. Danny likes the cruise. Yeah. He does like the cruise. He actually, you're right. <laughs> um, that's funny. No, but 
I like to, yeah, we, we go out a lot. Like Nashville is cool. We, we do live life. And I think that's uh, I think that's major, major key is to do that. I don't think staying, staying in one spot's good. You got to get out there and meet people or not even meet people, just experience something new, you know? Yeah. But we have fun. Yeah. When I'm not fighting, I'm trying to have some fun. I don't want to sitting around. <laughs> well, that's great, dude. And I think that's part of the recovery, not only physically, but like you said, mentally and, and making sure that you're also enjoying life a little bit, because what you do is not easy. And you said it, the training, the time, the waking up early in the morning, and maybe even like today, dude, you're texting me saying, Hey, I just finished training, you know, I got to prep my meal. Like, so, you know, you're getting close to the event and obviously losing that weight and cutting that weight, um, you know, and the big guzzle thing, the giant water you were drinking. So I switch it up. I want to get sponsored by these people. So I I drink too much of their water not to be sponsored by them. Well, we will definitely, uh, I will cut a little trail there and we'll tag them. I'm going to be hunting down soon. But it, but it ain't easy, man. It ain't easy at all. So when you talk about the difficulty of it, I get it. And that's a big reason why I wanted to have you on here because I think the fight game for me, you know, I wasn't into mixed martial arts really until kind of the pandemic. And, you know, I think Dana White's a genius, truthfully. Like when people talk about him, I think he's just so smart. And, you know, he would, he said it during the pandemic very early on. We're going to be the first sport to come back. We're going to be the first sport to come back. Like, and, and he was right. And he was smart because everybody was looking for something to watch and outside maybe the, you know, the Michael Jordan documentary, there was nothing else sports on there. That was interesting. I mean, again, people could say whatever they want to say about him. Um, I mean, I don't know the guy, but I mean, the guy clearly has got it figured out, has something figured out. He's, he, I remember the exact quote because I was actually helping. um, I was supposed to get ready for a fight April 3rd. I want to say, I remember they had a birthday in my, and, and all that. And the next day training, then it shut down and I was in camp. And then I remember uh, the fighter also from new England, um, Calvin Cater, who's obviously the top five in the world right now, but I was in camp with him for his Jeremy Stevens fight. I was, I was in wow. camp with him. And I remember like thinking to myself, like, there's no way this fight's going on. Right. Like I'm just like, everyone was, it wasn't about being a hater. It's just it's the way it is. Yeah. And Dana White came out and was like, I will be the first sporting event back. And he, yeah. he did. So, I mean, the guy's a genius. He's a marketing genius. He's a business genius. I mean, I don't know how you can hate on that. And, and I think what UFC has is the ultimate ace in the hole is a guy like Joe Rogan, who knows the sport so well. And people just listen he, to his podcast. Yeah. I mean, he makes it, a, he, he really kind of got me into it truthfully. Um, you know, with things that he would, you know, guests that he have on and talking about it and just every person he talks about and how he just talks about them so differently and the knowledge he has, it's just like, Holy moly. Yeah. It's like, it's unreal. Too. I'm a big, uh, I mean, I watch stuff all the time, but like, I'm big into like the Elon Musk and all those guys. So I'll nerd out to them. That's another thing <laughs> when I'm out, when I'm out training. I watch a lot of crazy stuff on YouTube. <laughs> you can get lost on YouTube. Dude, I'll lost. On YouTube. I'll sit here like on a day off. I'm like, oh, let me just check out this like quick interview or something. And then I look at my phone. And it's like it's Thursday the next week. <laughs> Yeah, YouTube is vicious. You got to be careful of YouTube. I know. I listen. I totally get it. Um, and you know, and and the other thing was, and really, I brought this up at the top was your social media. Um, as a fighter, and obviously you, as you're, you know, kind of gaining momentum and gaining steam in this game, 
How important is social media to you as a fighter and obviously getting your stuff out there? Or is it something that's just starting to get bigger for you? Or is it something that you've always kind of felt like, hey, I got to show the product off here? To be honest with you, I, I hate it. I don't like yeah. social media. It's hard. For, I have a, um, like, I understand the aspect of it. And like, it is a tool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like everybody else. I'm not like going to be like, I don't go on my phone. It's not true. My phone's right next to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on my phone. I take a picture of my food. Like I am normal, yeah. but I, I wish that wasn't the case. I wish that wasn't the norm. You know what I mean? I'm, I kind of like have a little bit of that old school thing, but I understand as a business, because I am a business, like I'm myself, right? I need to be on social media. I should be on it more. I know guys who post every day, every yeah. day, but they're, they're told that, right? Like sponsorships, like they want you to post three, four times a week to get the out, to get it out there, get it out there. And, and that's something I need to get better with. Mind you, it is fun. Like throwing up a crazy video. Like, you know, again, I am human, but yeah, I don't do it enough. And I don't think about it enough. Like I don't do a cool video and then say to myself, Oh, I got to put that on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. I it's like- so interesting. That's so interesting because I feel like when I look at your social media and some of the stuff that you post, it's very interesting. Like I, I, I get it from, from my standpoint, when I started this podcast, I didn't have personal social media. Like I didn't have Instagram. I didn't have Facebook. I had Twitter, I think as a coach, like for the program yeah. I coached, but that was about it. And even starting this podcast for the first four months, we were YouTube and Twitter because the coaching world, Twitter's huge. You know, it's, yeah. it's the biggest social media for them. And it wasn't until like December, January of 20, like 2020 into 2021 that people were like, you're crazy for not having an Instagram. Like if you really want to grow this and now I've learned it and I'm just like, wow. Like I don't, I don't like stuff that like, sometimes people are like you, you didn't notice my post. I'm like, no, not really. Like I look at my analytics, I post stuff on my story and I might look at some reels for cool music or a little, you know, sayings or whatever, but it is a huge marketing tool and, and uh, it's, it's helped our business so much. And it's funny. Cause I, th- that's how I like really first started seeing your stuff. You did a couple of training videos. I'm like, Oh, this kid's, this kid's for real, you know, like, so it's yeah, interesting. Uh, it's uh, again, right. It's a catch 22 because, because uh, I was raised that like, you want to keep your hand close to your, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. playing, I'm not going to show you, but in the world we're living in now, it's almost the other way around. Like you want to show your hand. It's very bizarre, and I'm I'm gonna figure it out. You know, I'm still a puppy doing this pro fighting game. I'll get there, but like for me, I like to have fun with it. Like I'm not gonna like I put a, I put videos of me doing a backflip. Yeah. Did you, are you? Can you hear me again, Mike? I think I might have lost you for a second with your volume. That's all right. Uh, there you are. There you are. There you are. There you are. All right. <laughs> yeah, like to me, social media, like, like, I, I, like another genius in the game of social media is Conor McGregor. That guy oh. is a genius, and he just posts the most bonkers things all the time. Yeah. And to me, that's like that's why I like social media, right? Like, put a little training video and then do a backflip off a cliff into the ocean. Like, but um, <laughs> it is a major tool, and like I know I got to get better with it with being more consistent, right? Like, cause my stories, I usually post my stories like yeah. running or crazy wacky videos that I find somewhere, but I need to post more to get it out there. You know what I mean? I understand that's how the game works, but, um, 
We'll help you do that. Listen, anything you want us to post, if someone gets a video or a thing, like we'll do it for you, man, because we're, we're more than willing to help you out with that. We think that to me, it's really how I grew. Like I was the same way. Like I didn't want people, people to know anything about me, like, or I didn't know anything about people. And then when I see people, Oh, do you see what they post on Facebook? I'm like, no, why would happen? You know? And sometimes you're like, Oh my God, I didn't know that. You know? Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, who cares? You know? Um, it's like, again, it's a catch 22. It's yeah. Look at it. But we will, we will definitely pump your stuff. And, and you mentioned McGregor um, to you, obviously MMA game, you're, you're, You've known it for a long time. You've seen a lot of fighters. You named a lot of fighters at the top, um, even guys that you've worked with. Who right now is like maybe someone you – and I, I'll ask this in two ways, and maybe there's two different answers here. Someone you kind of emulate yourself around, maybe your fighting style and so on, or just someone who – like a McGregor who markets himself really well, a fighter that you just like enjoy thoroughly in MMA right now or UFC right now. Right now? Um I don't know if I mimic anyone because I don't know, just again, there's so many different styles. It's hard to do that mimic. You know, I, I don't have that karate stance. Like, like you know, uh, yeah. who, who's the guy right now? That's a good question. There's so many. I mean, there's so many guys who market yeah, themselves that's well. Question, that's a tough question. Who's my favorite to watch right now? Well, to watch. All right. So you ever hear of Kamzat Chemaev? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course. That guy to me is that's who I like to watch comes up to my his whole attitude about the game um I kill everybody right doesn't he like say that <laughs> vicious, vicious guy and I don't think he's acting which is why I really like it I think it's pretty genuine yeah um and I, you know I and I get kind of you know I get a little I nerd out with these things so I'll research before he became you know comes out to my his first fight in the UFC was on a 12-day notice. Yeah, but yeah. Instead of Dana White, he said, I'll fight next week. Keep me here. Keep me in Abu Dhabi. They kept him in Abu Dhabi, and he fought one again. He said, I'll fight two times in one night. And then, then the ball blew up, and he came, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously his style, he, he's a wrestler. He was an unbelievable wrestler, and, um, you know, I come from a striking background. But he's just uh, – he's, he's phenomenal to me. Yeah, and I feel like even he what he just fight Kevin Holland, right? And he like absolutely I mean and Kevin Holland's no joke. Was, <laughs> like and, and you and he destroyed him. I mean, and destroyed might be an understatement. I mean listen, people want to say whatever they want to say, like, you know, because Kevin Holland's a black ball in jiu-jitsu. And now you'll hear people and I understand what they're saying. Cause I try to look at things from both sides, like as a fan, as an athlete, everything, right? Kevin Holland is a black ball in jiu-jitsu, whether he's a real black belt or not. Okay, I say he is, right? Yeah. I forget who you guys black belt. Either way, even if he was a brown belt, even if he was a purple belt, he just got took, tossed around, and then and tapped out. It was it's it was unbelievable. And the way he did it was just Yeah. And I felt like he was the villain. down my throat he will be the greatest fastest rising champion ever something along those lines because no one's done this besides Anderson Silva yeah besides Anderson Silva. 
But man, who's got a who's got a boxing match coming up himself? Still, <laughs> uh, the reason why I kind of got into MMA. Yeah, I think I mean most people, but um, I don't. A lot of the new guys, I don't really assimilate. I like to watch for entertainment. Like I like watching Justin Gaethje. Guys, guys I mean, he just comes out swinging. It's crazy. Um, you know, Volkanovski. Yeah. Um, all those guys. I mean, those, those guys are unbelievable. Volkanovski is unbelievable. Um, but I like the old guys. You know, I like the George St. Pierre's, the Fedor, Milianko's, yeah. Anderson Silva, Roy McDonald's. It goes on and on and on. I mean, those are the guys that got you into it. I mean, those are the names. Those are the guys, those... Yeah, when I saw Fedor and how he and he operated, I was like, what is going on? I said, that guy's <laughs> different. We do not have. Well, I mean, it, it is amazing. And, and, you know, I joke that I really got into it after 2020. I know all those names like McGregor. I mean, I watch McGregor videos still, oh, just just talking trash. <laughs> like, listen, I don't care <laughs> who you are, where you're from. You're gonna watch that guy. He's must see TV. Period. He is. He is. Period. And the best part about him is he talks so much trash, and then he backs it up. I mean, there were times that he was predicting when he was gonna knock dudes out, and then he knocked them out when he said he was gonna knock them out. I mean, that is he's. I mean, to me, he might be the greatest like superstar. Like, I think The oh, Rock I mean, is the I mean, greatest superstar right wrestler. McGregor is the greatest MMA superstar. Ever is when he was so I, again I told you I nerd out and I love Connor as well. Um, yeah. you there? Gotcha, gotcha. All right, he he just talks so much self belief, and I'm and I'm real big into like uh, meditation and visualization and manifestation. Like, I mean, I'm really into it. And when I heard him saying it, I was like, oh, all right, I'm not the only guy in the world, right? So that to me stuck out that he was normal. He was he really believed in himself. And then obviously you add on everything, his, <laughs> you add on his knockout power, and you add on him being him. Then it just exploded. I mean, he exploded. He might be the greatest fast rising champion ever. But if Kamzak like, keeps doing what he's doing, he might beat him. But uh, yeah, Connor's a Connor's a freak. Um, yeah. Again, anywhere in the world, you put that guy on TV, someone you're gonna watch him fight. It's just it just is what it is. You're gonna yeah. watch. Him. He's yeah. I mean, he like he jokes that he's the money fight. He is the money fight, and he's anyone wants fight. it because it's it's cashing in. You know, it's you cashing in. You got a chance to fight him. Why? Yeah, I let him knock me out if it meant me getting a getting a nice bit. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i mean i should even say it like that no, but if no, someone no, said you'd make two million dollars and conor mcgregor is gonna beat the crap out of you for 30 seconds i'd be like yeah okay <laughs> like, make it 35 <laughs> um so we're gonna jump into our last segment of the podcast here man and it's been a pleasure literally having you on i meant all the stuff that i said at the top and uh, you know, we're going to be at your fight on the 21st. We're going to be, we're going to be front row or close to it for a second, third close row. To we're we're going to be there yeah, wearing all our it. stuff. And when you win, just find us because we're going to be screaming at the top of our lungs for you and going crazy, gonna, man. We'll so get it. we're going to get this guy out of here. And then I'm going to find you in the crowd somewhere and we'll flex it off. <laughs> I got you. 
I love it. I love it, man. Um, so, you know, big fight for you, you know, your second big one. I know this is an UFC kind of event in a, in a sense too. It's going to be on fight pass if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. this is, this is cool. This is, you know, it's all going to be there, man. Um, Next step, yep. So, so we're, we're proud of you and we're rooting for you and we will most certainly be there and I'll be there in the way. in so um, we're going to jump into our two minute drill, our Cheney's two minute drill, which is our, you know, rapid fire questions with our guests. We have a good time with Cheney's is one of our sponsors. Joe, there has been a good friend to us, 252 French street in Boston, mass right around the corner from the garden. They're known for their mini arancini wraps or their any monocini balls, excuse me, traditional beef ragu with peas, sauteed spinach, Buffalo chicken, my favorite, the macaccini, and even the spice of macaccini, which is pretty good too, made of uh, bacon, hot cherry peppers and breaded with uh, those flaming hot. Cheetos. Uh, their pizza's phenomenal. I love their calzones. Pillow soft, man. The dough's great. Um, and they're actually being sold now at Encore Casino at Frank and Nick's uh, right next to the sporting book. So go bet on Mike to win and then go get yourself some Cheenies. But, uh, you know, when you go there, ask for Joe or Rizzuti. Those guys are straight gas, man. We appreciate it. So, Mike, we're going to fire these questions at you now. Rapid fire. One or two word answers, man. If you got to explain it, explain it. We're pretty lenient here. But, uh, here we go. I'm going to set the timer and first questions up song. You're going to come out to for, uh, October 21st. Run this town. I love it. I love it. That's huge, huge <laughs> on rails, man. Huge on Instagram reels. I love it. Uh, first meal. You're going to crush after the fight's over. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> uh, pizza. Okay. Okay. Uh, dream match for you. If you were to fight anybody, and maybe we already kind of talked about this person. If you had a chance to match up with one person and fight him, who would it be? Who would be the dream? GSP or Conor McGregor. Okay. Or Canelo Alvarez. Okay. All right. I like that you threw both of them in there. Um, that's good. Those are really good answers. Um, of all the victories you've had so far, both professionally and amateur, which one's been the most memorable for you? My pro debut. One word to describe your fighting style. Uh, fast. Okay. And my last question to you, strongest part of your fight game? IQ. Okay. All right, man, you survived the Cheney's two-minute drill. Uh, again, I appreciate you coming on so much. Uh, you know, it means a lot. And like I said, we're going to be rooting for you the 21st. We're going to be posting all over our social media, uh, get people to get down there. I live in Wilmington. I'm like five minutes from the Shriners, so uh, I could walk there. I might walk there with the Bulger sign all the way down uh, Concord Street. To, man. That post-fight celebration might get you going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well, listen, I really appreciate it, and we'll be in touch soon. You know, we're going to be, you know, like I said, at your way in and we're, we're going to be rooting for you, like I said, pumping you pretty hard. So thanks for the time. My man, appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. So from Beyond Podcast, I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, Mike Bolger. Till next time.